0: This is episode 29 of the Linglestown Life podcast. In this episode, Pastor George Reynolds preaches the first sermon in our January mental health series. In his sermon called Darkness to Light, we look at despair through the eyes of Naomi, the losses she grieved, and how she moved from a dark place she was in to a place of joy and light. Her story offers some tangible takeaways that we can use to help us through our own mental health challenges in this dark season we are facing. This message was first preached on January 3rd, 2021, at the Linglestown Life Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Welcome to the Linglestown Life Podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings and encouraging devotionals to help you deepen your faith.
1: Have you ever noticed how dark January feels? I mean, the the Christmas lights have come down or gone dim. The celebrations are over. You go to work in the dark, you come home in the dark. Well, that is if you're going to work somewhere other than home. Everyone is huddled together at home against the cold and this year against the virus. And you know, at times the, the physical darkness of January is really just a, a manifestation of the darkness that seems to literally overwhelm our souls. I bet you've said it or, or you've at least heard somebody say that they're in a dark place. And during the last 10 months, it seems as though we've, we've all been in a dark place. We've seen events that have caused us to to feel like darkness is just overwhelming. One event after another sort of left us with despair. And and for many people, for many people, that despair became so overwhelming, the darkness so, so overwhelming that that they chose to die by suicide. The reality is, COVID-19 is going to have a lot more victims than those that are reported about on the evening news. And so I want to say to you today that if you are overwhelmed with physical and emotional darkness that we find in this season, if you find yourself despairing, I want you to know that you are not alone. You're not the only person who's experiencing the emotions that you're going through. Your feelings are valid. They deserve to be heard. You don't need to be afraid to speak up. You don't need to be embarrassed. You need to give voice to those emotions. And please, don't wait till you find yourself in a crisis because there are other people who are here and want to help you carry the load that you feel right now. I think one of the things that we should have all learned during 2020 was it's okay not to be okay maybe you want to even type that in the chat this morning as a reminder to yourself or to somebody else it's okay not to be okay i mean when we've been through the roller coaster of emotions that 2020 was uh, whatever challenges you faced emotionally and physically and mentally and relationally and the reality is we've all faced them it's okay not to be okay so over the next 4 weeks we're going to uh, we're going to speak honestly about our mental health and it's important it's important for us to be honest about about our mental health it's not something we should whisper about it's not something we should keep in the dark I mean, we need to be open and we need to be honest because that is so important. And being willing to speak openly about our mental health is essential if we're going to be able to work together to improve not only our mental health, but to improve our relationships and all the other things in our lives so one of the things i, I want you to know today is, is that scripture has preserved the the mental health realities that were faced by people just like you and me back in biblical days i mean the wonderful thing is to know that when we open the scriptures these biblical these biographical accounts are of people just like you and me uh these weren't people who just lived with blessings in their lives day in and day out. These are true people who suffered. These are people who struggled. These are people who even despaired to the point of death. And today we're going we're gonna to start in this series by looking at the story of a person who suffered great loss. It's the account of Naomi, and her story is found for us in the Old Testament book of Ruth. Now, I want you to to find your Bible, I want you to find the book of Ruth, and and today I want you to read the story of Ruth. It's only four chapters long, and and you can get through those four chapters in probably 15 minutes. So just set aside some time today and read the story of Ruth and Naomi. I'm just going to give you a a synopsis of the first part of the story because that's where we're going to focus our time today. But uh, Naomi had a husband and two sons, and they left Israel during a time of famine, and they traveled about 50 miles away to a foreign land, and that land is called Moab. It's on the other side of the Jordan. While they were there, uh, Naomi's husband died. And so Naomi had her two sons married off to Moabite women, and then those two sons died. And that's all in the first five verses of this story, okay? Now, for a woman in biblical times to be left abandoned, not having a a husband or sons to care for her, she is pretty destitute and and she is now a person who has little hope she she has no means of providing for herself and and so naomi has heard in the course of time that that there is food once again in, in israel and so naomi decides to head back to bethlehem yes that same little little town of bethlehem that we sing about at christmas time that's where where naomi was from and so she she packed up, and she decided to, to take that journey back home. And as she was getting ready to leave, she told her, her daughters-in-law, she said, you go back to your families. She said, I'll never have kids that can grow up and marry you. So she said, just go, go home. And, and one of the daughter-in-laws did just that. But the other one, the one that the book is named after, Ruth, she told her something well something that maybe you've heard before maybe you've heard some of these words read at weddings maybe you've heard them in other places but ruth says these words she says where you go i will go and where you stay i will stay your people will be my people and your god my god where you die i will die and there i will be buried may the Lord deal with me be it ever so severely if even death separates you and me the 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 book of Ruth is a true story of loyalty and faithfulness And, and that's one reason I want you to go back and read it but but Naomi and Ruth return to Bethlehem now what you find as you read this first chapter is that naomi is literally without hope she even says in verse 13 that she believes she believes that the lord's hand has been turned against her and that's one of the reasons she feels as though she is filled with bitterness And so when she returns to Bethlehem and she begins to converse with the other women in the city of Bethlehem, she tells them, I don't want you to call me Naomi anymore. And look at this play on words. She says, I don't want you to call me Naomi, which means pleasant. She says, from now on, I want you to call me Mara, which means bitter. So you see, Naomi was so in the dark she was so filled with bitterness that she literally well she she just let me read it for you she says don't call me naomi call me mara because the almighty has made my life very bitter i want away full but the lord has brought me back empty why call me naomi the Lord has afflicted me the Almighty has brought misfortune upon me I wonder how many of you have felt somewhat like Naomi bitter despairing surrounded by so much loss that you that you feel like you're walking in this perpetual darkness I mean, let's just be honest about something. 2020 has left all of us with this bitter taste in our mouths. We've all suffered loss, and not just the loss that's associated with death, but in so many different ways. We have all individually suffered during 2020. And and like naomi you you may have been questioning why it feels as though god has deserted you like naomi you may have felt that god was judging you for something that you've done in your past i mean these emotions these questions these statements that naomi make are, is making here these are real honest emotions these are real honest questions of faith and never never let someone tell you that you can't feel those feelings or that you can't question those things that are going on in your life god is a big god who is willing to hear your questions now the reason an account like Naomi's is preserved, it is for us to understand something, and that is that we're not the first to struggle with these emotions, with these questions, nor will we be the last. And if the lives depicted in Scripture were supposed to all just be blessings and, you know, all all filled with joy and happiness all the time then the biblical writers should have left out naomi's story they should have left out the story of david the story of jeremiah the story story of peter and paul even the story of jesus who suffered but but i believe that the story of naomi is preserved for us to know that we're not only not alone but the reminder is that out of the most tragic circumstances god's plans can be revealed even if we cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel right now god has a plan and you are part of that plan so as again as i said go back and read naomi and ruth's story uh this week because i i think you'll find that these four chapters are going to show you the beauty of this story of loyalty and faithfulness as two people learn to act in the story that God is helping them to write. So when you find yourself feeling like Naomi, when you find yourself experiencing this bitterness or this darkness that you're going through, I want you to learn some of the things that I think Naomi's story teaches us. And and here's the first one this morning, and it's this. Naomi moved she moved out of her place of despair. Uh, Even though she was still grieving, even though she was still bitter, she moved out of her place of pain. I, I love something that Pastor Mark Batterson shares all the time. He says, sometimes we need a change of pace and a change of place to give us a change of perspective. And I think that's what we learn here at the beginning of Naomi's story, and it's something that all of us can learn as well. Again, a change of pace plus a change of place equals a change of perspective. So so what does Naomi do? She, She packs up and she finds a new pace, a new rhythm to life by leaving behind Moab and all of the pain that she suffered there. And with that change of pace and change of place, Naomi was able to find a new perspective. I think had Naomi stayed in Moab, she would have quickly, well, she would have just found herself deeper and deeper in darkness. But but she did the most important thing first, she moved. And if you find yourself like Naomi with this bitterness, with this loss that you're dealing with, the first thing I want to challenge you to do is move. No, you don't have to pack everything up in the house and move to someplace strange, although that might be the answer in some cases. But, but what you need to do is you need to change your pace, you need to change your rhythm, and you need to change the place in which you find yourself so that you can experience a new perspective. A change of pace plus a change of place equals a change of perspective. And I think it's because Naomi did all those things that her perspective was able to change at the end of the story. And we'll get to that in just a moment. Second thing Naomi did is that she named what was going on in her life she named what was going on in her life she didn't keep it all bottled up inside Naomi returned to Bethlehem and she told the women exactly how she felt she said don't call me Naomi anymore call me bitter okay now Naomi does something very powerful here and something that we need to remember she was willing to be transparent with others You know, she could have gone back to Bethlehem, she could have just sealed herself in a room somewhere and shut herself off from other people, but she didn't. And you see, when we're in a dark place, when we find ourselves despairing, it's natural just to want to stay alone in the darkness. But what we need to do is to get our situation out in front of people who will care for us. And that's why, that's why we need an intimate network of disciples who are willing to walk through the darkness with us. And if you're one of those people right now who's walking with someone through a moment of despair, I want you to note something about Naomi's friends. They were listeners. They were listeners. They listened to what Naomi said about what she was experiencing in her life and about the challenges and the questions that she faced. And and I want you to note something else. There's nothing in here where they said to her, hey, suck it up, buttercup. We all got our problems. Okay? That's not a true friend. Okay? The women of Bethlehem, they listened to to Naomi and they came around her To support her and to encourage her. So, whatever you're dealing with in your life right now, just get it out in the open. Get it out there with an intimate network of friends who are going to enter into your pain but will not let you stay there. And if you need to, please, please seek out the assistance of a counselor. Somebody can help you who can help you to navigate and walk through what you're going through right now okay third thing naomi became a helper she became a helper now remember that naomi traveled back to bethlehem with her daughter-in-law ruth and and what we begin to see as we move into chapter 2 and 3 is how naomi became a helper to ruth it's a fascinating story about how how ruth Uh, and and Naomi began to care for and to provide for each other and how Naomi eventually provided the direction that Ruth needed to know how to get married off to Boaz that's the best part of this story Uh, but what I want you to remember is that when you are hurting one of the best things you can do is to become a helper because we find light in our darkness when we become light for other people so those are those are the three things naomi moved she named her her emotions her questions and she chose to help now as i said i don't have time to read for you the rest of the story and go into all that but but i want to tell you how the story ends You see it ends with Ruth getting married to Boaz and they eventually have a baby boy who is named Obed and when this baby boy is born to Ruth and Boaz uh, the women of Bethlehem just have a party with Naomi because she now is able to hold this grandson of hers and she is is just receiving all these kind and thoughtful words now we don't know from this account just how long it took naomi to go from from this place of bitterness and darkness to a place where she was able to rejoice in what god had provided for her but here's something to remember when you find yourself walking through a dark tunnel that is that sometimes sometimes those tunnels are going to be longer than we imagine but here's the promise God works even in the tunnels of life God works even in the tunnels of life now here's what we don't really have time to get into this morning but but you see Naomi's grandson who is Obed would eventually become the grandfather of King David And Ruth, well, if over the Christmas holidays you read anything from the Gospel of Matthew, you began with the genealogies of Jesus. And one of the women's names, one of the four women's names that you found in that genealogy is this young lady named Ruth. See, Ruth became a part of the story of Jesus. And her story came out of Naomi's story. Now, I'm sure that Naomi at that moment had no way to even conceive of the thought that that God was going to to use this experience in her life um, to, to, to bring salvation to the whole world. But as Rick Warren likes to remind us, God never wastes an experience in our lives. And God won't waste the experience that you're in right now sometimes our darkness and the despair that we're that we're in requires some perspective that simply comes with time and in time we can oftentimes see how god can use even the darkest situation in our life to be a part of god's greater plan now i don't know what your tunnel is that you might be walking through right now but i want you to know this there is light at the end of the tunnel there is light at the end of the tunnel because I saw in Naomi's story how as she moved as she named it as she found her opportunity to be a helper for her daughter-in-law Ruth she began to find the light at the end of the tunnel so I don't know do you remember how I started the sermon talking about how dark january feels it, it, it only really feels dark in january because the reality is january is actually the month when things start to get brighter now we don't perceive it at first because it happens so so minusculely. i mean it happens in one minute increments you see January is the month when we start to move from the darkness that we experienced to this place where we begin to see more light every day. The length of the days grow by a minute and we go from the beginning of January, it seems like it's so dark, till we get to the end of January. And and then we begin to realize that there is more daylight than there is darkness. Well, you know, that's, Probably the same in our own lives. It takes time and it takes the perspective of time to be able to realize that no matter how dark we may find our lives right now, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And his name is Jesus now i want to remind you one more time before we we wrap things up here this morning and that is this remember that thursday we have a counselor who's going to be sharing with us some things that we can learn together about how to deal with uh, with the darkness and the despair that we might be going through in our lives right now and also if you click on over to the right now media uh, platform uh when you get to that platform one of the things that you'll be able to do uh, is use the navigation bar to find Linglestown life and when you click on Linglestown life it's going to take you to a list of resources mental health resources that we've we've called together from the right now media platform there are some bible studies on there there are some uh, some teaching sessions from dr henry cloud all wonderful gifts that you can use to not only help you but maybe others in your family to navigate through this time of uh, of mental health challenges that we're all experiencing so those are some of the resources that we want to provide you but most importantly i want you to remember the things that we've learned from naomi's life And i want to invite you now to join me in a word of prayer Heavenly Father, as we take in this story of Naomi, may we be reminded that you are God who walks with us through the tunnels of life, that you are God who provides for us even when we find ourselves in the bitterness and the darkness of life. Lord, we thank you that you have provided for us and we look forward to being able to experience the light that you've given to us. So, God, I just pray that during these days we might find our lives uplifted and encouraged as we seek after you. And we pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us on the Linglestown Life podcast. If this message was meaningful to you, we hope that you'll leave a review and share it with others. If you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more at www.linglestownlife.org. God bless you and may you go forth to love God and love others.